but I'm very grateful with the blog and, and like I mentioned, this um, this online magazine that I'm doing now, articles with Dynamic Range. Um, you know, that never would have happened. I mean, she's based in Australia, so I'm actually getting mm-hmm. an international reach because of the blog, and that's that's really cool. You get to meet people. You know, I've met people in Sweden and Norway and Germany and. Canada, and, you know, that, that part's really fun. That's Emily Carter Mitchell telling us about just one of the ways her photography blog has helped her improve her photography. Remember back when I told you that you needed a photo blog? Today, you hear a specific example of what one can do for you. This is episode 72 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hi there. Welcome again to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast, and it's where we learn how to be better photographers. I'm your host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. Now, back in episode 48, I made the case that if you are serious about your photography, you need to start a photography blog. I thought I made a decent case, too, because I heard from many of you that you went out and launched your own blogs. Now, I don't know if you're seeing results yet or, or, or how that's working for you, but today I've got a bit of encouragement. Today, I'm going to share a case study, if you will. This is just one example of what your blog can do for you. Now, I know this story to be true because I really watched it with my own eyes. I remember when Emily Carter Mitchell was just starting out in photography. And she was starting out not just learning her camera, which we did on some of my photo tours, but she was also learning herself and what she liked to shoot and where her passion would be. I saw her do a number of things that really worked for her. One of the things in 2013, I challenged this community to to take on a Project 365, to shoot one photo a day and share them in my Google Plus community. And Emily was one of the people who did that and really kept the commitment and shot every single day that year. Her photography just improved incredibly as a result of it. And I, I watched this all happen. Well, she also did something else that really made an impact on her photography and her her career and her trajectory as a photographer. She started her own blog. You know what that did for her? I'm not going to spoil it for her. I'm going to let her tell you the story herself. All right, here with... Emily Carter Mitchell of Bella Remy Photography. Hey, Em, how are you? Hey, good, Linford. How are you doing today? I'm just splendid. So I wanted to talk with you about your blog because 
you know, I'm a a big fan, one. And two, it's just an example of what having a block can do for a photographer. So that's sort of what I want to explore with you today. But just, you know, just to get us started, just give us the short bio on who Emily is with photography. Um, wow, that's a loaded question. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is the easy one up front. I, yeah, I mean, like, who am I? I don't know. But um, basically, I'm a girl with a camera that loves to go out and shoot. And I got my new digital SLR about six years ago. And I had the chance to work with you, Linford, for a number of photo walkout, walkabouts trying to find out what it was that was going to be my passion. And it took a couple of years to start to go down the road that I'm on now, which is nature and wildlife photography. And part of my journey at that in the beginning was having a place where I could put my work where I'd actually start sharing it because you're taking, you're out doing these photographic adventures and short of putting it on your computer and looking at them or maybe putting it on Facebook, you want to have a place, a platform where you can go and share your experiences, and that's where the idea of starting a blog came in because it gave me a creative way to share my work and share my experiences out there when I'm exploring, and that's how I ended up, and I'm actually started with the WordPress platform to start my blog. Okay. So your blog, as as I said, Bella Remy Photography, where did you get that name from? Well, at the very beginning, my husband did not want me to use my own name, which now I wish I had, because it's hard for people to connect. That makes no sense to who my real name, and my horse's name actually is Remy Martin, and Bella in Spanish (laughs) is pretty, so it's pretty pretty Remy. So that's where I came up with that name, and um, when I started the blog, it was supposed to be about horseback riding and hiking, and it's evolved over the years into what it is today. Yeah, it's so interesting because I was I was listening to another podcast for bloggers uh, last week, and they they had a big discussion about using your own name versus another name versus blogging anonymously. So when you started, was was your plan to blog anonymously at, at Bella Remy? Yes, exactly. It did start there anonymously, and after about three years or so, I actually asked my followers whether or not I should change the title of my blog because it's changed and the 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 content has changed and what I started with and they were like no I love the title that you gave the actual blog so you give a title to the blog so that my blog is actually called hoofbeats and footprints Uh and then my website address is bellaremyphotography.com so you know you've got your title which can be anything that you want to express the work that you're doing but then you know the website um, address is where I got into the Bella Remy, the anonymous piece of it. So when you started, uh, when you started blogging, what what did you th- what what did you think you would be posting? I think you said it's evolved over the years. What was the vision when you? I started? thought I was going to be talking about equa trekking and hiking in the trails around here and doing sort of tra- uh, sort of travel writing type. Um, blog, and hopefully that would eventually lead me into doing travel writing articles for magazines and that sort of thing. And that's where I thought my pathway was going to go. And over time, I realized I really don't like writing that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, it's difficult. You know, when you go and have to submit um, 
proposals to magazines and that sort of thing. It's, it's a bit of work and mm-hmm. um, editors can sometimes be very helpful and sometimes they cannot be so helpful. So, but the venue of having the blog still allows me no matter what a total creative license of sharing my work and sharing my experiences with my readers. So, so you don't like magazine writing because I know with every post you have a narrative that goes along with it. And one of the things I admired is how you write, you know, a, a decent narrative with every post, whereas sometimes I just want to throw pictures up and be done. Yeah, I do. And that's where I end up throwing the poetry in because I don't feel like writing. (laughs) (laughs) So, but actually it turned out because of the blog, um, I've made connections all throughout the world. It's really pretty fascinating. So one of my good fellow bloggers is Leanne Cole and she's down in Australia and she has like 12,000 followers on her blog, something ridiculous. I I think it's 20,000 now. Wow. And um, she started an online magazine written by women photographers Mm. and because she said the women are not showcased as well as the men photographers are. And so I have been a regular contributor to that magazine since its beginning and it's been maybe five issues now. Wow. All right. So you got started and you thought you would be doing travel and equi trekking, you say. And, exactly. some, and, and, and tell me about the evolution. How long did, did you go down that path before you figured out this is not who Emily is? Well, part of it is my audience kind of formed my, helped me form my direction as well, because I love historical sites. I love the Civil War time period, the War of 1812 time period, and I would go to these historical sites in our area and, you know, show my little adventure out there, and they're like, yeah, that's nice. And then I would show a (laughs) picture of a kitten. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. I love the kitten. So so, so I kind of learned that, you know, people, the historical stuff, they go, yeah, that's nice, but what really makes them excited is what I'm showing now, which is, birds and wildlife and nature adventures and that kind of thing that and so that's really kind of helped me find myself the blog in a way helped me find myself as an artist um based on the feedback that i was receiving from the readers but is that really yourself if if you're just sort of giving the people what they want where's the artistic truth in terms of what you really want to do is is, do you you any any tension there no, I mean, actually, what it turns out to be, that's what I absolutely love doing. Ah. So, yeah. So, so they and, actually saw what you were good at and saw where your true talent was, where you might not have noticed. Is that what you're saying? Right, right, exactly. Right. I, I think it helped me kind of see, see clearer what, what, where my passion actually lies. And probably some talent, too. You probably photographed those with a little more, I don't know, in creative ways. Since that's well, like what your you passion said, was? If, if you become passionate for something, whatever turn you know, whatever as a photographer you absolutely love shooting, it comes through in your work, and that's clearly, I mean, it's clearly clearly the case. And so, like sometimes when I do flower photography, and I'm learning how to do all sorts of cool stuff like textures and and topaz impressions and that kind of stuff, it's really that's where you know you start becoming more of an artist. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, you know, having the blog, what it's done is, you know, one, I'm, I kind of feel like, oh, I need to put a blog post up. I need to show some work. Um, every once in a while, you feel like you need to do something. So it makes you go out and actually photograph more because you have this blog. Yeah, yeah. You post almost daily, don't you? You've got a, a, a ridiculous posting schedule. 
Yeah, oh, it's nuts. I I was posting almost daily for gosh the last three and a half years, and to tell you the truth, in the last six months I've been kind of burnt out on it a little bit, um, and so you're not seeing them quite as frequently, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the blogging world is you have to give to receive as well. So hmm. you know you go and you spend time looking at other people's blogs and you make comments and likes and. You share awards initially and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how you start getting followers. What do you mean by share awards? Well, they have like these things called blogger awards. So someone would give you, oh, you're, you know, you're a fantastic blog and this is your blog award for being such a great blog. So now that I've given it to you, you have to give it to five other people. So it's kind of like a chain letter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, but it's okay, you know, because then you end up, you know, when you're a budding blogger and you've just kind of started and you want to get a little bit more exposure, that's kind of the effort that needs to be put in to um, to get your blog noticed. How do we, how, I, I sort of love how we're just sort of weaving through all the topics I wanted to talk about. Right. Um how do you go about finding the blogs where you are going to share, contribute, and do all the awards? What, what, well, that's actually quite easy. With WordPress, they you know they have categories, so you go into categories you're interested in. So whatever the topic might be, mm-hmm. whether it's you know nature or poetry or art, then you'll find bloggers, similar bloggers with like-minded interests. So you just so, go in the WordPress directory, then is it? Yeah, yeah it's actually it's 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 both very good on on smartphones and smart app applications as well as on your desktop. So you just go in, and the interface is great. You just say, "Oh, I want to look at blogs that are have photography or or nature as their category," mm-hmm. and that's you know, um, and that's what comes up and kind of like it's a it's like a news feed, so to speak. So you have a choice to either follow, actually follow the actual individual's blog, and I have, I think, 9, 000, close to 9,000 followers now. Mm. And um, and then you can like them and comment on the post and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm not sure I'm following you here. So you've gone, because my blog is not on WordPress, so, so you've gone to a directory site somewhere where these are listed and you just have RSS feeds that you're just tapping into, or is there a, a platform or an app? Okay, there's actually two different WordPress. One is for the general user, which is myself, which doesn't want to put in sale banners and that kind of thing. The self-hosted, right? Right, right. You're not allowed to put any sale banners or connections into other websites where you would get an affiliate Mm -hmm. um, compensation for that. You're probably, I think that's a WordPress.com is what you're on, and I believe I'm on WordPress.org. It's one of the two. I see, okay. So when you're in the one that's for the, you know, the ordinary person just wanting to show their creative stuff and not make it a business, then that's where you go and you get, you know, you get in that interface. You just go in and it, it's kind of like if you go on Flickr and you follow people. Right. And their feed comes up onto your, your feeds and that's how you get it. Got it. And okay. Then, right, exactly. And then you find them by searching for categories that you're, you're interested in, whether it's street photography or food or recipes or, I mean, there's, there's every topic under the sun with WordPress where, you know, there's people that are into health issues and that sort of thing. Right. So you go there, you find the topics you're interested in, you start following them and then you go comment on their blogs and give awards. What, what anything else you do when you're networking like this? 
Um, that's pretty much what gets you starting to notice. Now, once in a while, when you're a new blogger, if you're lucky and you get a really great article put in, you know, a good post on your blog, you may get what is called fresh pressed, mm-hmm. where you're highlighted by WordPress, the company, and they put you up on this, you know, broadcast kind of page like this, this blog post is fantastic. And that draws a lot of traffic to your blog. Obviously. Nice, nice, nice. Everybody notices you. So I had a few things that were fresh pressed in the beginning that that really helped that. What kinds of art of, of posts got fresh pressed? Mainly, they were travel related. Um, one specifically was of the Basak ruins in Bolivia, and they just liked the dialogue and the pictures that I that I put up there. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now. When you, you've been growing your blog, and outside of that, do you, since you're not trying to, it sounds like you made a deliberate decision not to monetize the blog itself. You're just there showing your work. Right. Now, people following you, do you have like a sign-up list or anything like that? Or, or how do you grow this base of people who are following and interested in your work? Well, people find me by doing the same thing. They'll go and ask for a category, say, under nature, and then I'll come up in the feed of different blogs that have nature-related posts. Mm-hmm. And they choose, they can either, they're, just, they're either a WordPress user, and they just choose to follow me, and it shows in their feed. Mm-hmm. Or they can, if they're not a WordPress user, then they would just put in their email, and they would get an email notice that I, I posted a blog post, and then they can go in and look at it. Yeah, that's what I've got, too. So beyond that, you've not done anything in terms of building email lists or anything like that, opt-ins and all that other nonsense? No, I sure haven't. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so, now, one thing, one thing I want to comment and in regard to the posting, um, one thing that I learned I needed to do was when I'm posting something of a specific topic, um, I've learned that I need to make sure I have the title exactly as, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that way, when people are doing a Google search, Google search, you'll actually come up on the top of the list. So um, the best example I have is I have on my title, the visitor's guide to Conowingo Dam bald eagles. Mm-hmm. And that is my number one post on my blog that is hit every single day, probably 50 to a hundred times a day. Wow. And then in the winter time, it gets hit several hundred times a day. And so if you put visitor guide or visitor information, Conowingo Dam, then it'll come right up on the top of the list. So there's a lot of other areas that I've been in, like remote areas like in Maine and, um, you know, Great Falls Park or CNO Park, where I've put that in my title. And publishers have gone in looking for images, and they'll put in the title of the location that they're trying to find, and they've located my blog posts because of the title, and they found my images, and they have contacted me through my blog and said, I like your picture. I would like your picture for a publication, whether it's a cover of a book or within a magazine article. Mm-hmm. May, I, may I be able to purchase this? Mm-hmm. And that, that's how they're able to find it. So that's really important, um, knowing that you need to title your, your blog post in something that's search, a searchable title. So are you doing this because, you know, the the nerds will call that search engine optimization, but it Mm -hmm. sounds like you're just being deliberate about including relevant information and keywords in your headline or you're not being as, as, okay. Interesting. So you're putting good information in your headline and then 
people are finding the articles that way and other people find that they're you in by looking through the directories. Right, exactly. Interesting. Now, and you said you've grown to how many 9,000 followers? I think it's around there. I haven't looked at it recently, but it's somewhere around that. Now, it's also a fictitious number because <laughs> sometimes when people might have clicked to follow you, um, you know, four years ago, but they're no longer active on WordPress, and WordPress just doesn't drop them. So oh, that's all right. I, yeah, it's an arbitrary number. It works. <laughs> it wor- I mean, at some point they decided they wanted to follow you. So, yeah, exactly. If anything, it, it is. do you do any promotion of the articles, like social media or anything like that, beyond publishing? Um, not too much. I haven't gotten into that yet, just because I'm busy okay. out shooting all the time. <laughs> How about and when that, I, right? I go out and shoot, then I come home. I got to work on the images, and then I got to post them, and then that's about as far as it gets. So I'm not good at marketing and promoting like no, I well it's working <laughs> whatever you're doing it's working yeah um <laughs> yeah just curious about your processes here now this is this is kind of cool the daily posting schedule was was this a deliberate choice or you just had so much so much volume of photographs that you just had to get it out that's Pretty much it. I mean, I had a backlog in the very beginning of trips that I had done that I hadn't posted. And so I was able to use that, some of my previous work. And then when I initiated into that Project 365, mm-hmm. then I, ha- I had had to post every day because <laughs> I had to have accountability. So, so that just got me into the habit of posting every single day. And I, I mean, it's not often that I'm showing older work. Most of my work that I show is pretty current. Yeah. So, um, so there's sometimes where I'll go back into archives or, you know, even show some of my father's old pictures or something like that when, you know, kind of have a void mm-hmm. and, um, and, and posting on a regular basis like that, it actually, your readers are more participative with you than if you're just kind of here and there. Um, if you only post once a week, they're not as um, interested or like, like they don't find you as easily than if you post on a more frequent basis. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Now, I got to ask about your workflow because when a lot of people here post daily, it just sounds like you created a, a heck of a, a workload for yourself. Do you have any way that you sort of arrange your workflow to make this more manageable? Um, well, I shoot birds, so I'm used to seeing a lot of pictures every single day. So I'm at a disadvantage for most of every other people. My usual film strip is like 400 to 800 images. Good Lord. It's pretty crazy. So, um... How frequently are you shooting, Emily? Well, I was out shooting today. I was out... Do you get out every day? Pretty often. I'm I'm at least every other day, if not every third day, I'm out shooting. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm shooting pretty often. So with my workflow, like actually I got, like I just went to Florida and I had a backlog of 2,000 images and I just <laughs> finally finished those. So I just, you know, put in an hour a night to catch up on backlog and I'll do that. So, you know, you can only do so much at one time. So I mm-hmm. try not to let things just sit on my card. One, one rule is when I come home, that card gets uploaded on the computer immediately. That's the mm-hmm. first thing I do. So I immediately put them and then, since the, sh- the whatever my outing was is fresh in my mind, I'll remember that there are specific 
specific scenes that I know I want to go look at, that I know that were the best. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to those specific scenes and I'll pick the best of the best and then pull that out. So I usually have about a 10% uh, retention rate um, based from my, from what I shoot. And then those are the ones that I show from mm. the best. Okay. So I just try to make sure that I just keep, keep up with it because if I don't, then it takes it, it's forever to catch up. Right. Right. It's hard to catch up. So you're, you're posting by the evening, you go through the daytime and by nighttime you are, so how, how much time, how many, how much time do you spend in a day? I, hours and minutes wise, just keeping the blog going? Um, well, once you get a, I mean, you don't need a ton of pictures because what happens is, is people's attention span is short. Right. So you, you really can't have more than six pictures at a time. So, so that alone helps you because you don't need that. You don't need a whole lot. And sometimes you just need one. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, for that, if you just, you're going to post one picture, it takes you what, five minutes, 10 minutes tops, you know, it takes you no time. Um, so it, you know, posting is really quick, pretty, pretty easy. Um, you know, they have templates and you just fill in, you know, fill in the forms and upload the picture and boom, there you go. It's there. And if you're busy, you can actually plan ahead and write posts and then schedule them to be posted in a future date and time. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. So you so you you do do some batch batching in terms of doing stuff ahead and then scheduling them out. Right. If I'm traveling and I know I'm going to be disconnected for a little bit, then I'll go ahead and put a few posts in like every other day just mm-hmm. so that people see something. So I do plan ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So to answer your question, I really don't feel like I answered it very well. So I'll go out and shoot for about an hour or so during the day. I'll come home. I'll work on my pictures for about 45 minutes and then I'll do my social media, um, posting. And so I probably put in maybe an hour and a half to two hours most at night. And so probably, you know, I put about two and a half hours a day when I do that, do everything, including the shoot. Right. Social media, meaning Facebook, right? You're not doing Facebook, anything else. Flickr, the Flickr, blog. That's right. Um, if I decide to do an Instagram posting, yes. I kind of do that ad hoc whenever I've got time. Yes, I did uh, see you on Instagram just a minute ago. Yeah, I saw you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now you, you, you're putting all this effort in, and let's talk about what's what's coming out. Because I remember when I interviewed you for a webinar, you were telling me how, I mean, the first benefit is it helped you really refine who you were for, for, photography-wise and what your vision and where your talents were. What What other benefits have you seen in terms of getting your work out there, being noticed or being seen and creating your own impact? Well, um, like I mentioned, one of the more notable ways is um, I have these posts and publishers are looking for things that aren't on stock agencies and and they're kind of tired of, they want something unique that no one else has. So p- publishers do go and look at these things. They look on Flickr and on blogs, on these blog posts, and they find me and contact me and ask for publication. And are you are you tagging this Creative Commons or or all rights reserved? What, what kind of licensing structure are you using? Well, the difficult thing with being a regular the regular WordPress, I think it's .org, um, is that there is no right click protection or anything like that on WordPress. 
Okay. So what I do is I resize my images to be smaller so they're not good for print now. Got it, got it. And then, then I was putting my watermark on it. Um, but, you know, people are going to still snag them. You know, that's going to happen. It's just nature of the beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on, on Flickr, I have um, all rights reserved. Okay. Okay. So then someone, so now the editor would find you either on Flickr or just by doing a, a general search and, and contact you. And then you could go ahead and negotiate usage rights or however you do exactly. that. What, what do you do? do and the, the cost for the use and, of the image. And you do, you do charge them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> all like that, what, and usually all that when work, that happens, yeah. when the editor contacts you, they needed it yesterday. So mm-hmm. some of the challenges I face is, okay, I've been doing this for four years, and I go through so many images, is where's that picture? You know, because <laughs> I've gone through, I don't know how many computers in that time and hard right, drives. Right. And so um, that's kind of a challenge. And um, luckily I have my external hard drives cat- you know, cataloged with the year that I took the picture. And then when I bring the picture onto my computer, when I upload it initially, what I do is I have an abbreviation code for the location where I took the shot mm-hmm. and the date of when I took the picture. So if someone refers to an image and say, I want this picture, I can go and look at that file name and I know exactly where to go to find it. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one of my biggest challenges is trying to find the image sometimes. Right. But the, the file name you use when you publish is is sort of like a Dewey decimal in that in that it tells you where to look to find it on the hard drive. Exactly, it tells me the date, so I at least know the year and and month to narrow it down to, and where where. So like if well, usually I know where the place is, whether it's National Cathedral or mm-hmm. you know, um, one of them was for the Gettysburg reenactment. I mean, clearly when I see the picture, I I know where it was. But like Gettysburg reenactment, I've been there three times. So. Yes. <laughs> Which year was it that they, you know, that I took that picture, you know, that, and so that my little putting that little date in there on the file name helps me. Yeah, I wish I'd known that five, six years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, you go to so many places so many times. And so when I see an image and I'm like, when, when, what trip was that? And it can, right. never, can never tell. All right. So where have you been published? Have you been in what kinds of publications pick up your images? Um, most recently, I have a picture in the Portland Magazine, which is a magazine up in Maine. It's so mm-hmm. huge. Um, I had an article, I mean, a picture posted in Baltimore Magazine just a month ago. And then there was some religious magazine that wanted a picture of mine, and they paid $200 for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even in focus. <laughs> I know. It's like, but I could take a better one. They're like, no, we need it now. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, boy. So there, um, it's been on the cover of two books. One is a children's book that had over 3,000 um, printed. Mm-hmm. And another was a mystery book based in Annapolis. And various little stuff like here and there. It's been a couple of apps and that sort of thing. One in Australia, one in Maryland, his- historical sites. And yeah, so mm-hmm. kind of... All sorts of different places you would never imagine. And I, I suspect that now peep editors or who are interested in wildlife, do, do you have any ongoing relationships with any of them that, you know, they know they can come back to you and find, you know, they might say, hey, hey, do you have a picture of a such and such and have you go looking now? Not yet. You know, surprisingly, the wildlife arena is very competitive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you have to really be good about marketing and a lot of the, some of those publications saying we're not taking any contributions at this, at this time because they have so many assigned photographers out there already in their, in their library, so to speak, that they refer to. So, it's, so, so, it's, so that's huh? even good on you that with, with that surplus, they're still coming to you and, and asking you for images when there's so many people out there with their hands well, up the saying, pick me. Well, the images that they're asking for are not common images. Um, right, right. I mean, how many people took pictures of the space rock in the National Cathedral? Not a lot, but I happened to take my telephoto lens so I could get it. So, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like things like that, um, places um, that they don't expect. So, mm-hmm. um, Is that part of your strategy when you're shooting, too? Do you shoot with that kind of stuff in mind, or you just sort of shoot whatever you like, and if they like it, then so be that's it? That's it. Yeah, I shoot what I like, and if I and I might get lucky. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, so I'm. I like that approach. The question, actually, I think I'm now at that next phase. Now that I've had this blog for four years, and I'm mm-hmm. getting trying to create a more of a footprint here in the area as a photographer, <laughs> that I need to do something more with with marketing and promotion and that sort of thing. And so I just need to carve out some time to start working on that. So uh, one thing I'm probably going to do is create a separate website just for more promotional type things. Keep my blog as my, you know, creative outlet. And um, what do you and mean by more promotional types of things? Well, meaning, you know, you have people like this is my portfolio and this is my pictures for sale. And this is, you know, having more see. like that. I see. You know, if you link through and that sort of thing. So. And then the blog will just be where you just let, let yourself stretch creatively. Exactly. Okay. Right. What other benefits have you, you, you think creating that blog had, has done for you? Anything yeah. else? That we haven't covered? Wow. Um, other than helping you, you, me. You're, me. You're known and you are. T- tell me about how your your whole skill level has improved as a result because I well, think that's. Yeah, I was just, key that's too. about what I was going to say. That's That's been huge. I mean, because of yep. the blog. Um, it really encouraged me to go out and shoot because I now had someone that, you know, a way to express and share my images and get feedback from people that actually liked the work. So that, you know, that positive reinforcement makes you want to go out and, and do more. And over the years, you know, I can, you know, it, you just with that repetition and practice and mm-hmm. constantly going out with your camera and shooting, you're going to get better. It's going to happen. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and now you're teaching too. So that there's, you know, even more. Now you, you've, you know, not only created a name for yourself, but you're also, you know, an instructor, right? right. Is that, I mean, is that a result of it? It absolutely is. So it started with the blog and then, you know, that kind of got me going. And then I really started going more and more into bird photography. And so I decided to start a meetup group called Feathered Friends. And mm-hmm. that one is what kind of got me on the, the radar for for teaching because I started coming to one specific photo workshop and bringing some people with me in my group and my meetup group mm-hmm. and so that's how that opened that door that opportunity for me. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So, so, so I think all around you have just you know grown so much as a result of just you know starting out trying to be a. a a, a trekker, you know, or a travel writer, I know. and a travel And you were writer. right there with me in the beginning. So. Travel writer. <laughs> no, it, it's sort of interesting to watch. You know, as I said, I you know I'm subscribed to your 
your blog and I get your posts every day and just a big fan of what you do. And, you know, the images come across and so many days I'm just going, wow, what the heck? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Some oh of the stuff gosh. I picked, I picked up an image last night that I took in Florida and I went, what? I got what? I, I'll have to put it on the blog because it's so gross, but it's so unbelievably crazy. Amazing. Oh, yes. The one where he's feeding the birds now. Feeding. Birds. Yeah, yeah. Feeding. I, you know, it's like not just the, I mean, it was just so sharp and crystal clear. But then you get this moment that, yeah. that we, you know, growing up, we only saw a mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, yeah, no, but I'm very grateful with the blog. And, and like I mentioned, this um, this online magazine that I'm doing now, articles with Dynamic Range, um, you know, that never would have happened. I mean, she's based in Australia. So I'm actually getting mm-hmm. an international reach because of the blog. And that's that's really cool. You get to meet people. You know, I've met people in Sweden and Norway and Germany and Canada and you know that that part's really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, good. Now I was going to ask something else and it just left me, so I'll just we'll figure it out later. So where, where so where do you want people to? Anything else you want to share before we before we start to wrap this up? Wow, I can't think of anything else. Awesome, awesome. You shared so much, and I I think it's a great template for anyone who is you know people will stop me and go, okay, what do I need to do if I want to get my work out there and be seen and be noticed? And, and I right. like, start a blog, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, pick actually, a niche, maybe start I, a blog. Pick a niche, start a blog. Maybe I can go over that because um, when I started, when, when you start with WordPress, mm-hmm. you can actually get a free website. With, now it includes web, WordPress banners and that sort of sale banners on it. So I actually pay extra. I actually pay so that I don't have advertising put on my blog. Mm-hmm. And they have different template templates that you can choose from that are free. And then if you want an upgraded type template, which is what I've done is I pay extra for an ex- a special template. Um, and then you can do that. So there is actually costs involved with having a blog if you want to make it look sort of like mine. So one of the things I ran into was um, I ran out of memory that they allowed you because at first mm-hmm. I was, I was uploading full sized files cause I didn't know better. <laughs> so I now resize my files to a smaller file size. Um, so I'm paying extra for my memory so that I can retain all my history that I've done over the past four years. Um, so I don't lose it. And so, so, so to, to, to go over that again, you can have it for free, but then you can start paying. So it'll be like a monthly fee without the banners it's a month. It's a yearly fee if um, you want a nicer look to it, mm-hmm. and then if you want extra memory when you get to the point where I got, then you pay extra for that as well. Oh, I forgot to ask you. I just saw on your site the, the toys you're using because I know you have a lot of of um, looking this gear list you have. Tell me about your go to your go to gear for your your work your work. Well, pretty much I use my baby, which is my 500 <laughs> millimeter F4 Canon lens. Mm-hmm. And I'm now attaching the 1.4 uh, version 3 extender on it. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite camera body is the full frame 5D Mark III. So that's my favorite. Now I have to confess, I did buy the 1DX and it's not on the list. <laughs> did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I bought it used. 
So oh, well, I'm hey, pay full price. Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still a 1DX. So I'm like loving, loving the image quality on that 1DX. So. Uh-huh. And, and so what about that one? Now we're going another rabbit, going down another rabbit hole. Sure. Uh, but the 1DX in terms of, of autofocus grabbing and hanging on to your subjects and, re- you know, really is the performance that much better than the five, the 5D? Well, the reason why I really wanted it was for the 10 frames per second. Right. Then there's because that. the 7D Mark II, the image quality was so far inferior to the 5D Mark III, I just couldn't go there. So, <laughs> the, so I tried. I really tried. So, so the 7D Mark II is you know 10 frames per second and super fast and super quiet. So it pretty much spoiled me rotten with the 10 frames per second, hence the 1DX. Right, in. right. But right. the 5D Mark III, I absolutely love that camera body. I mean, it's it's such a tank up with all my stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were saying, I don't know if I want a full frame. I, I like my 7D. <laughs> I remember. Well, yeah. Well, that lasted <laughs> about nine months. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny. Yeah. All right, very good. So this is good. And then when we people want to find you, BellaRemyPhotography.com, where else, any, anywhere else you want to send them? Well, that's a good place because my blog has pretty much connections to everywhere else. So, you know, okay. and that's where the most exciting stuff is, other than if you just find me on Facebook, then that's, I put more, more current day stuff there on, on Facebook as well. And what's the, you have a Facebook fan page? What you want to? Um, my personal page, I tend to post more. Um, okay. my, my photography page links to my blog. So pretty much you just see a, a link to my blog. Okay. So it's just Emily Carter Mitchell. You should be able to find me. Awesome. Or you can look on Len, Linford's, uh, friends list and find me there. Uh- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Hey, thank you so much. This is, this is great. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that interview with Emily, but I want to let you know that her story isn't really that out of the ordinary. It's not like one of those times when you listen to an interview and you think, wow, that's great. I could never, ever accomplish that because what she did is available to you if you just start the blog. Now, I have one takeaway that I want to leave with you, because I know that a lot of people, when you are thinking about this, you think to yourself, well, I really need to get clarity on what kind of photography I'm going to do and what kind of niche I might use and, and all that stuff. And 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 with all of that, you get bogged down and stuck in the mud and you don't do anything. And so my takeaway for you is that you have to start now, even when you don't have clarity, because what you will, what you should have seen is that in Emily's story, she found clarity by getting out there and starting and shooting and publishing and just doing the work. Activity and action will bring you clarity. So even if you're not sure what kind of photography you want to do, Start the blog anyway. Start shooting and start sharing and start building your own community. And in doing so, you might find that you might find yourself as an artist in the same way. If your pictures aren't turning out the way you want, an easy solution might be just around the corner. Now, I taught thousands of photographers doing my popular photo tours around Washington, D.C., New Orleans, and New York City. 
And doing more than 600 workshops, I noticed there were 12 mistakes most photographers were making with their images. Now, if you want to know what they are and how you might measure up, you can check this Dirty Dozen list and see what's keeping you from taking your best pictures, creating your meaningful art, and making your ultimate impact. Go to 12photomistakes.com. There I have a free ebook and a free audiobook for those of us who prefer listening rather than reading. And you can download both and listen to them or read the 12 mistakes and see where you might be measuring up. That's 12photomistakes.com to see how you are doing and how you're measuring up against 12 of the most common mistakes photographers make. Well, that's it for another episode of the Shutterbug Life podcast. This was episode 72, of course, and if you enjoyed it, I would ask you to share it with someone. Send it to a friend. If you know any other photographer who is also working on becoming and being better, then invite them into our community. The easiest way to do that is just to send them to shutterbuglife.com forward slash podcast. You can also subscribe if this is your first time in our community and listening to a podcast episode. We do this every week. And so if you go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe, you can make sure that you don't miss another one of these um one of these episodes of goodness. I'll send you an, an, an email reminder every time one goes live. And you'll also get reminders on blog posts as well. That's the good stuff. If you're in iTunes, just go to itunes.shutterbuglife.com. That'll take you straight to this page where you can also, again, subscribe and listen and leave a honest review. Now, in between episodes, our community is active on Facebook. Go to fb.shutterbuglife.com and you can join our Facebook group, share some of your images, share some of your experiences, share your insights, make a friend and join in our community. And finally, if you find yourself in Washington, D.C. or in a New Orleans or in New York City, we've got meetups there and you can come on out and shoot and share with a group of friendly photographers. And if you want to learn, you could do it in both of those cities with any of my photo tours. And of course, in New Orleans, I've got my weekend long photo tour, October 6th through 9th. Lots of great stuff going on in that one. You can see some of the images from our last group and learn more about it at at phototourneworleans.com forward slash best, B-E-S-T. Now, there's a really fun video there for you to watch, all right? That's it for this week. Thank you so much. Hey, if you're going to get out and photograph some fireworks in over the July 4th weekend, if you're in the United States, get out there and be safe, of course. If you still need to learn how to do it, there's also a podcast episode on that. Just go to the shutterbuglife.com and search for the fireworks, and you will find that. All right? Thanks again. Get out there, have fun, shoot, create something amazing, and whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care. <laughs>